a good Erev Shabbos and a Freilicha Hanukkah. We are in these wondrous days of Hanukkah and obviously trying to understand, number one, what was the Hasaga, what was the attack that the Yivonim made against Klausel, against the Torah HaKadosha, uh, in a very spe- specific way. What did they do differently from the other uh, Malchios, the other, the other um, empires that have tried to come and stand against us and crush us in one way or another? So what was their unique angle? What, what was it that they were attacking, number one? And number two, in what way uh, was the defeat a resounding no, uh, that you misjudge the situation, this is not um, correct, and this is um, what is the lesson that we're supposed to take away, what is the lesson we're supposed to carry with us through these days, and of course into our lives and into, uh, into the rest of the year. So, first of all, Important to note the the decree, well, one of the most painful decrees that the Yivonim made against Klausrel, the Gemara Nuxuvas, the Gimlam base speaks out, they made a decree that every young girl that was going to go get married would first need to go and spend the night with the uh, Greek general in the near vicinity, the, the Greek uh, hegemon, before she would be with, his, with her husband, of course a uh, very terrible way to pervert the, and to ruin, to try to spoil the ruin, the kedusha of the Jewish home. Um, additionally, we know that when the Yivonim entered into the Hegel, they were metame kolashmanim, they contaminated all the oils of the menorah, and finally, the important point to be aware of is the Yivonim translated the Torah to Septuagint and were opposed to the study of learning the the translation of the Septuagint really was an attempt to say there's nothing special here, there's nothing different here, whatever it is that you do with it, we can do with it as well Uh, it's a Chochmah like no other uh, like, like any other it's a Chochmah like any other um, and uh, it can be translated, it can be learned, it can be learned, we will learn it in our uh, gymnasiums, in our universities, um, and uh, it is not holy. So first of all, just to understand, what was the unique particular um, opening the, the the context within which this attack happened that um, would make it uh, that the, the Jewish people should be particularly susceptible and challenged by these very attacks means 
if, if Yavon were the first ones to try this trick, of course, it does speak to their particular predisposition for such beliefs. But in addition to that, there was a concurrent massive change that had taken place in Klausrel that really opened this uh, vulnerability, the discussion for this, um, for, for Yavon to, to attack uh, in these areas that we just discussed. And that was specifically the end of the period of the Nevi'im. The Rav Sadiagon brings that with the arrival of Alexander, um, the Nevua came to an end, uh, Vilna Gon as well explains that that was why Alexander acknowledged Shimna Tzadik as being the power that propelled him to uh, to his stature of global dominance. That was because of the uh, Anshik Nesagdola davening to abolish the Yitzhahara for Avodah Zorah, and that together with the removal for the for the of the Yitzhahara for Avodah Zorah was also removed the ability for Nevoah. Additionally, the Gemara in Yuma says that Esther is called, the Esther, the Megillus Esther, was sof kol hanishim, was the end of all the miracles. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? But there's Hanukkah. So the Gemara answers, no, no, no. Nisna lichsov ka amrinan. We're talking about the, the last one that was able to be written down means the quality of the miracle that happened um, in, uh, in the Megillah, it could be written down. It was something that was still relevant to prophecy, to Ruach HaKodesh, to being put into the Kisri HaKodesh, the, one of the 24 books of the Tanakh. Whereas Hanukkah was already Lonisna Likosev. It was already not possible to write down means a, a prophet or a person with Ruach HaKodesh could no, longer gra- could no longer give it over. Now it was something that would be in the realm of, of Chochmah, of the sages, uh, hen- henceforth leading Klaus. So, so the rise of Yavon corresponds perfectly and with the causality as well to the um, loss of Nevuah and the start of the period of the Chachamim, of Chochmah, of Torsha Balpek, and really kind of leading Klal Yisrael, and that is the background for the for the for the major clash that we see unfolding over here. So now, with this background, we have a much better uh, appreciation for the for the attacks that the Yivana made. And we'll work our way backwards. We had said that the Yivonim attacked the Torah, and specifically the Torah Shabalpeh, the ability to interpret the Torah to, to the, the tremendous diversity that Klausel are able to bring out. Uh, there's, just in Ultra Chochmah alone, there's well over 100,000 Sfarim of Torah Shabalpeh on the Torah Shebech means the these are all the when you take the Torah Shebech and you run it through the minds and the hearts of Klal Yisrael for thousands of years it produces this 
unbelievable wealth called the Torah Shebaal Peh. This is what the Yivonim were misnagged to, the thought, the appreciation that this is also Kaddish, that this is also um, Torah, and not simply, this is what you say, I think differently, this is a human realm already of making decrees, governance, uh, and wise edicts. That's um, that was that was their attack. I mean, on, on, on prophecy, there's a very difficult to make such claims against prophecy. Uh, a prophet uh, is uh, clearly totally different entity. A prophet is, is deriving wisdom from a different place. Uh, you could argue with him whether he is a prophet or not, but if he certainly if he demonstrates that he is a prophet, then that can end the conversation. Whereas with a chacham, someone who is using the human intellect to understand the Torah, there, the Yivanim would make the claim, and even very convincingly to many people's demise, uh, dismay and demise, um, that this is nothing but a regular sort of chachma. This also explains why the Hasaga, why the attack was specifically um, focused on the menorah and the shmonim and the oils of the menorah. Uh, and that is because the menorah is the symbol of Torah Shabalpeh. All the Mephorshim explain that each one of the vessels in the Hegel represents a different part of our Avoda and the, and the menorah. Uh, unlike the Arna Kodesh with the Luchos inside of it and the Chamesh Chumshe Torah that the, the Moshe Rabbeinu wrote in, inside, uh, next to it. Uh, so that represents the Torah Shebech Sav and that's in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And But out in the Hechel is the Menorah which represents the Torah Shebaal Peh. And that is, that, that was the, so to speak, suffered the brunt of their of their attack uh, because this was exactly the point that they were that they were opposing that that the Torah Shabbal Peh should have any uh, Kiddush should have any special place now here we're going to have to understand a very important point which is that the both the Torah Shabbal Peh and therefore the menorah and the shaman that represent the Torah Shabbal Peh are both characterized as being a level of being a, the feminine counterpart to the Torah Shabbat Sav. Uh, the, so, just to understand that a little bit, Torah Shabbat Sav is what Hashem gave us. That's what he sent down here. Now the question is, when we accept it, accepting it is also a process. Accepting is not a passive process. It's not simply opening up your hands and taking it. It's accepting. It's pulling it in with your hands. So to the Torah, there is, how does the person accept the Torah? How does the person relate to the Torah that he, that he receives? once the Torah filters through the God-given mind that we have what does it look like then? 
that's the process of Torsha Balpe, which is really a female characteristic. And therefore, not only did they attack the Torah, which is was was re- the Torsha Balpe, which was their nemesis, but they also attacked the menorah, which is the mushal, the, 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 the corollary inside the Hegel, and they attacked the Bnos Yisrael inside the Jewish family unit. And that is because the Jewish woman is the part that internalizes the Torah that is brought home by the husband. Uh, and to a certain extent, similar to what we said, that one can misread and mi- misunderstand the uh, Kedusha of Torah Shabalpeh. It's not as clear the Kedusha of Torah Shabalpeh as is the Kedusha of Torah Shabaksav. So too, it's not so clear the Kedusha of the Menorah, and so too, it's not very clear the Kedusha of the Bnos Yisrael. I'll explain. A Jewish man who goes out and does mitzvahs assay, he is wearing tefillin, he's wearing tzitzis, he's involved in the learning of Torah. With him, it's very clear that he is very different from the non-Jews around him. Uh, a Jewish woman is not so clear. She doesn't dress very differently than the non-Jewish women around her, uh, assuming that they are tzanua. Uh, she doesn't have tefillin on her, she doesn't have tzitzis on her. Um, she's potter from mitzvah sasei, she has mangrama. She may be potter from tefillah as well. Most of her day is spent involved in olamaze, in, in, in regular things down here. And therefore, a Yivoni can make a strong claim that she is not really so different than, than Yivoni women, and that she could really be his wife as well. Meaning the claim is laid right there. Uh, not on the, as much on the Jewish man that he is no different from a Yivani because he clearly is, assuming that he's doing the mitzvahs that he's obligated to do. But with the Jewish woman, the story is much more complicated. And that's, that's exactly what we're saying. The parallel between Dorosha Balpeh, which is referred to as a Sitra Dunukva, it is a feminine characteristic, it is colossal on a national level that, that we have the Torah Shebeksav and the Torah Shebalpeh. And so the one is the masculine, the other one is the feminine. On a level of the Beis Hamigdish, we have the feminine characteristic is the menorah, which we're going to discuss now in a minute how it is feminine and a supportive role. And then finally is in the, on the family level, on the family unit, um, is, it is specifically the Noshim that are susceptible to the Greek claim that really you are no different than, than we. Uh, so coming back to the Hegel, we said that the menorah is also like that. The, actually, the Gemorrah itself right, raises the question of what is the need for the menorah, right? Really, the the menorah appears to be 
illuminating, illuminating the, the room, making it that there should be uh, light inside the place, so the Kohanim should be able to go about their business and, uh, and uh, you know, do the voda that they need to do inside, they need to have some light. And so unlike the other voldas, which are very clearly for the sake of Hashem, the meat that's burnt on the Mizbeach, the, the loaves that are placed in, 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 on, the, on the Shulchan, uh, all, all the, you know, the Ketoros that's burnt, all those things are clearly for Hashem. So the, those, those are Kaddish. But what about the menorah? The menorah, that's not Kaddish. The menorah, that's just so that the Kohanim can see. That's the Tosos bring, Tosos in Shavzdaf, Chav Beis, Amud Beis, say that uh, in, in a number of different Midrashim, that's what, that's what the question has raised. Uh, and that, that was the claim of the Yvonne. And of course, we know that that's not true. The Gemara in Shabbos over there goes on to say that no, of course not. There's no need for, for light in that regard inside the Heichel. Hashem illuminated for 40 years with the, Anan, with the Amud Anan, uh, with the pillar of fire or the pillar of cloud for 40 years when we were in the Midbar. Certainly, there was no need to have a candelabra burning in the Heichel to provide light over there. And rather, it was a symbol of the Hashros Hashchid. It was a symbol of the Divine Presence dwelling in our midst. And now we begin seeing the Kamashmalam, the Nitzachon, the, the defeat of the Greeks, where the answer, the resounding answer is given back to them, that no, you're wrong in all three of these areas, you're wrong. You're wrong about the Torah, like we said, the Torah Shebaal Peh is not a human intellect, it is, yes, part of the Torah, it is a Seichel Eloki, it is the interaction between the Divine Torah and the Divine part inside of us that comes from there and is able to connect and bring out true, real, absolute Torah. That's the Torah Shebaal Peh. Uh, the menorah is one of the holy instruments, one of the Tahor instruments. It's not just a light. It's not just any light that may, you could even do um, maybe betuma. So it's that no one should think that, uh, oh, this is just a candelabra. What's the difference? You know, if I need to illuminate the room with, with a candelabra, so I could use even a shem in the stomach. No, you have to understand this is a volus Hashem. This is also part of the holy implements inside the Hegel. And then, of course, the most powerful is the Nashim Tzedkanias, the Jewish women who, chas v'sholem, to confuse them and to think that because they spend the majority of their day not involved in, directly in Torah and directly in mitzvahs, to say that they are no different than Nachrius, no. They, they they are like the Gemara in Soto says Bishar Nashim Sudkanius in the, in their merit was the nace, the nace of of Pesach of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, the nace of Purim or with Aide Esther, and the nace says Rashi says the Ran and the nace of Hanukkah like the Midrash brings Aide Yehudus who was ready to be most renevish to give up her life, to risk her life, to stand up against the Greek general who wanted to defile her holiness um, and uh, and really that's what that's what ignited the war that's what that was the 
that's what aroused the Jewish men to realize what Noshim Tzutkanius they have behind them, and therefore to go out to war against the Yivonim, that's, that's the scar of the Noshim Tzutkanius in, who, in whose merit we were saved. And uh, we should all remember the Noshim Tzutkanius to stand behind each one of us, that uh, they empower us and they really maintain the Kedusha and the Tahara of the home and everything they do is L'shem uh, Shamaim and that should give us a chizuk, the men should get a strength from that to go and fight a war against the Yivoni influences the propaganda that the Torah Shabal Peh is just an intellectual pursuit I learned the uh, Talmudic law uh, the, the, this is not really different than other uh, studies and to understand that we're learning Dvar Hashem to make a proper Birkasa Torah to sanctify the Torah that we're learning to be connected deeply to our learning to understand that this is the center of, of, of our lives this is changes our entire being when we learn Torah Torah Shabal Peh specifically when we're involved with it and Be'ez Hashem, we should be zocha to see tremendous Yeshua's Bekarov. Freilich Hanukkah and a good Erev Shabbos.